Hey guys, uh, here we are talking about coaching. Uh, my name is Yannick. I'm here with Sivas and Nikki. Um, we're still online. We're still in Corona times, um, but we still do have questions. And uh, the next one has been sent in by Asunta. Uh, thank you very much for, for sending that in. Asunta is asking, how do you define coaching fees? Um, so how, how, much do you, how, how much do you charge? How much can you charge? How much should you charge? Um, how, do you, uh, how do you figure out what the right price is for your coaching? And I'll, I'll just let that linger in the room and see who jumps in. <laughs> I think it's a great question. It's, for me, the, th the first thing that comes up is like, how long is the Chinese wall, right? <laughs> like, you know, we, this is probably like one of the most frequent questions asked by coaches, you know? So um, the, the, the thing that I always start with, I, I just ask people, what are you comfortable charging? And if they, Usually a number comes up. If a number doesn't come up, I ask them, you know, wh where, what are you earning right now? And I'll give you a quick example. When I started coaching, I started charging 1,000 pounds for three months. You know, and there's no rocket science behind that. I was charging, I was earning 1,000 for my job. Mm -hmm. Right? And it felt, it felt good because I was comfortable earning that. Mm -hmm. And I, after 15 clients, I increased my fees. Hmm. So that, that's can I just one... jump in there? Because mm -hmm. uh, somebody might say, and I have heard that a lot, is like, well, but I've been in my job for 10 years and that's how much yeah. I'm earning after 10 years of experience. You know, I've been coaching for, let's say, six months or I've just qualified or I haven't even qualified yet. Or, um, you know, how can I justify asking for as much money as in my career where I have 10 years of experience? Yeah, I think that's a great question. So. Sometimes, you know, if, if you have an expertise and you've worked in a job for five years, 10 years, and you earn maybe 5K a month, right? It might be a bit more, it might be a bit uncomfortable to start there with coaching. So you might want to start at 500 or 1,000, right? And that's why I think that first question is for me, usually, you know, a question to start with. What feels comfortable? And, and you'll be surprised. I think, um, I've had people that says, I'm comfortable starting at 25 an hour. I've had people that say, well, I'm comfortable starting a thousand a month, you know, and if someone really says, well, I want to start with this big number, I personally don't want to necessarily tell them what to do, but I want to slow them down and say, well, are you sure that you can really deliver here at that, at that level? Mm. Right. Yeah. That, and that's a super interesting one. Like how, how long is a piece of string, right? It's like, um, yeah. what are you comfortable with? I think is good. And the numbers go vastly apart. <laughs> but I think a, a super important second factor is uh, what, and this is what, what, what you just touched on is how much is it worth to the client? And mm -hmm. um, it's like, well, how much is art worth, you know? And somebody once told me that art is worth as much as somebody's willing to pay for it. You know, because the, the value of art is defined by the person who's, uh, who's looking at it. Um, and I think uh, it's similar for coaching. Not always. There's certain kind of performance goals. Uh, if, we, if we're in the kind of business coaching sector or if somebody has as a goal to, to double their income or triple their income, um, then uh, there's a very clear marker of value. But when it comes to the more kind of transformational coaching that Nikki does, for example, like like how do you how do you put a value on how you feel and how can you define that kind of value how much would you pay to get in or out of a relationship or mm -hmm. you know how do you put a value on a 
uh, how, how what, what kind of feeling do I wake up in the morning? Mm-hmm. And then it really depends on, uh, so this is a, a second factor, how much are you comfortable charging? But like, what is the client getting out of this and what are they willing to pay for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of, you know, what you're saying or what it's making me think it's, it's that attitude of you're, you're paying for the value of the result rather than kind of breaking it down to the hours of service that go into, you know, what matters at the end of the day is that the client gets the result they came for. Um, I mean, personally, having a background in, in freelancing also in, in, uh, in another job before coaching, um, I suppose one way I worked out my, what my fee should be is on a very practical level of what would I like to be earning a year? What does that mean, you know, based on how many jobs I get, I should be earning per job. And like, does that equate to make sense? Can I justify that? Does that feel okay? Is it within the industry standard? And, you know, you can take that very practical approach of how much do I need to be earning per year in order to live and survive? And, you know, what does that mean for how much, how many people can I work with? All of that. You can be very practical about it. Um, But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, what's what's been clear on my journey as a coach starting at the very beginning is is that sense of the buy the hour fee model just isn't going to work realistically um, as a financial strategy for me because the hours I'm available and energetically able to work with clients is limited and to compare myself to a therapist or someone like that in terms of the fees I should be charging Mm-hmm. It was clear to yeah. me that that system wasn't going to work for me. It might work for some people. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite, yeah, I'm quite interested now in this different way of pricing things based on the, the value we're providing and um, going from there. Yeah, and I think you put something very important out there, like important third element is how much do you want to earn or how much money do you need in order to live the kind of life that you want? And this was a, a big moment for me when I, when I realized I can just decide what I would like to earn, you know, the kind of uh, create a lifestyle for yourself and do the math. You know, at some point I sat down and I looked at um, what kind of uh, life do I want to live? What kind of money do I need? You know, uh, where do I want to live? Uh, how much is insurance uh, over the next 20, 30 mm. years? Um, how much is it going to cost to get my kids through college or, you know, education? Um, all of these kind of things, you can do the math and then add into that math. What have you already invested into your uh, coaching education? Mm-hmm. You know, this is uh, not just the money you paid for the training, but also money you haven't earned while you're doing something else. You know, as you're in education, as you're talking to people and exploring, I don't know, philosophy and psychology and, you know, um, reading lots of stuff about personal development, whatever it is, you could have used that time to work, in the, work yourself up in the corporate ladder. So mm-hmm. if you look at all the numbers and you add them up, then most people will find out they have spent tens and of thousands, sometimes way more than that, uh, into, their, into becoming the kind of coach that they are now. So that you kind of want to need, you kind of want to make that money back. And then you can also look in the future and what kind of lifestyle do I want to live? And uh, if you add up those numbers, you can arrive at a certain hourly rate. It's like, this is how many hours I can realistically work in a day or in a week or in a month or in a year. And then you do the math and then you arrive at a number, you know, and then you make that work. So it's like that, uh, that how much am I comfortable charging with? And there's lots of ways to become more comfortable with it. Um, mm-hmm. How much do money do I need um, in order to live the kind of life that I want? Or, you know, how much has my coaching journey cost already? How can I make that back? And uh, 
what's the value for the client? You know, um, what are they taking away from it and how much is it worth to them? Are there, are there any other elements here that, that could help us to find a price? Yeah, well, I think we've mentioned, we've talked about some really interesting things. And I think something else that, you know, I want to add is this idea of being a working coach. And I, I read this in a book around a year ago. Um, it, so there's a great book called Living Service with, by Melissa Ford. And she, she talks about the journey of how she became a prosperous coach. And often we look at becoming a successful coach and we look at what they're doing, how much they're charging, right? But we don't, what we don't often see is that the, the time that they've taken to get there, mm -hmm. right? So we see something such coach charge 20K, 50K, whatever. And this, you know, you, you talk to them and they started 12 years ago charging five pounds an hour, right? So something she talks about is this idea of being a working coach. And I found that really useful. It's starting somewhere where you're comfortable and, and really doing the hours, mm -hmm. right? Really putting the, you know, the work in so you become a better coach because by just coaching more and also being coached, you get much better, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and, and often people bring in so much experience. So I, I've known coaches who during their training already charged uh, really high fees, a couple of hundred pounds a yeah. session. Um, because they've come in with so much, like with 20 years of working with people, you mm -hmm. know, they can create rapport very quickly. They have perhaps a lot of knowledge, expertise, knowledge in their field, you know, in coaching that might not come through, but they might have a huge network of coaching clients. So they've put all of that work in to gain trust and credibility and integrity with people. So all of that comes in. So uh, if you can provide a space where people get lots of value, it doesn't really matter what kind of certification or training you have. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're already providing immense value, then you can charge immense fees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think that that's exactly it, right? There is no, personally, I don't think there's a right or wrong. There are coaches that start charging thousands straight away, but they, they're really good at creating that space. They're really good at coaching and their clients, you know, they, their clients are very happy. And I think that's what it comes down to is, what, what is the value that we're bringing? You know, are we, well, is, is the coaching, are the coaching skills that we're providing there in that space, you know, are they good? You know, and I think for, for me personally, I think it's just really understanding that there is no pressure there. You don't need to be charging a certain level to be a really good coach or because all like the trap that we often fall, fall into as coaches is like comparing ourselves with someone else. And we, we run ahead of our, of our own evolution as a coach. And I've done that many times. At one point, I tripled my prices. Right? I went from 1,000 for a three-month package to 3,000. And then for six months, I had no clients. And I went from like 15 clients all the way down. right? And I was struggling. And I, I just had to put my ego aside and go back down. right? Because that price felt so uncomfortable. But I thought, hey, you know what? So-and-so is charging that, so I could have I could do that. And again, that was my personal experience. It might not be the same for everyone else. Yeah. But sometimes it's okay to just slow down and just be okay with taking those small steps. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how the, the comfort thing, I mean, there's things we can do, right? Uh, to get kind of very practical. Um, is mm. if, if you're uncomfortable with, uh, with the price you're charging, you would like to charge more, but you're not comfortable with the price. Um, you can get comfortable by just keep saying it keep saying it to people you know mm -hmm. um, pitch it to a friend 
uh, pitch it to people. Um, I know the first time I tried, I pitched uh, 2,000 pounds for a coaching package, it felt a bit awkward because I had never done that before. I kind of had a feeling it was worth it, but it felt uncomfortable. But the fifth time I was pitching it, it felt a lot more normal. And the mm. tenth time I was pitching it, mm. I felt I should probably ask for more. Um, <laughs> you know, because Correct. the value is certainly there. So you can just practice to get rid of the discomfort, yeah. to kind of desensitize yourself. Um, do the math. Look at what you've already invested. Certainly helped me being quite cognitive. You know, um, It helped me to, to feel, oh, what I'm charging is not fair on me. You know, mm. I'm, um, it's not just about the hour. Um, uh, back then it was 50 quid an hour and I felt, you know, uh, it's going to take a very long time to get all the money back I've invested. That doesn't seem fair. Um, yeah. Look at, create the lifestyle you want to live. Do run some of the numbers and just like put a number up there. If you want to earn that much, it's still up to people to decide, okay, I'm going to pay you that or not. And it's completely fine for a client to say, I'm not willing to invest that. You know, that's okay. Somebody mm. else will. I just need to find the right people then. Um, so there's all these these elements that we can work with in order to define our prices, and um, mm. I, I hope I hope that is helpful uh, to some people out there. I'd love to know how other people who might be listening to this define their prices, and uh, if there's any other elements or factors that that uh, might factor into this. Yeah, and I, I just want to leave with with a fun fun little story. I think it's, it's it just shows what is possible when we are, when we are bold as well. So I've been working with a coach who he's an ICF coach, you know, he's been qualified for over a year. So he's got, he's got some experience, right? But he, he was coaching a CEO of a startup company and the startup company is growing really fast. And at one point he said, well, I'm, I'm, I had a few meetings with him and I'm ready to make a proposal. I said, okay, cool. Have you thought about the kind of package that you want to propose? He said, yes. And, and he got really excited because the most he, he charged before was 9K for six months. And he said, well, I've created this 40K package. It's a 12-month package, and it's going to be incredible. You know, I'm going to coach him. I'm going to coach some of his stuff. And I said, okay, well, let's slow down. We talked a little bit about it. And I said, how confident are you that this person will say yes? He said, it's 9 out of 10. I'm, it's probably already in the back. Right? And I'm really summarizing the story, but... He, here's what happened, right? I asked him if he's open to experiment. He said, yeah, sure. And I said, what if you could be really bold here and create two more packages and keep the 40K package as your smallest package? Because you know already that you're going to get a yes there, right? Mm. So, and he went off, came back a week later and said, I got a yes for a 100K proposal. Nice. Wow. Right? So he created actually a two-year package and added some more stuff into it. Some more meetings with him. Well, it's not about the hour, but when we spend more time with people, we can add a lot more value to them. Mm -hmm. And it's again, yeah. really <coughs> it's again really showing that sometimes we can be bold. As long as it's about yeah. the other person, mm -hmm. we don't make it about ourselves. Yeah. So the whole conversation, the whole package was about service to that CEO. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to to throw something in there because uh, I mean we have a we have an episode on packages and how to kind of uh, bring them up so I, I won't I won't lose much on this but um, I have two packages that uh, don't differ in terms of the price per time that you're getting but they differ in terms of the price that you're paying so one is one and a half one is three 
Um, but like in one, you get a lot more time. You know, if you have, let's say, a, a 2K package for six months and then a 4K package for a year, they, one seems to be uh, twice as expensive, but really they don't differ at all. But it, it seems that to people that they differ, you know, that the price looks different. So um, that's, quite, that's quite useful to have different versions of your package, even if you don't charge less money. Mm-hmm. If people pay less money um, or they have the option to pay less money for less coaching or less coaching sessions, um, often that does something for, for people. So it's, mm-hmm. it's good to have options. I remember the first time I put three mm-hmm. options up. I only ever had one. And then I put three. And I said, well, here's option one, option two, option three. Which one would you like to go for? Rather than, do you want to go coach with me? Just assume that they want to because mm-hmm. you just had a good conversation. Mm-hmm. So, and then I said, well, which one would you like to go for? And they're like, option two. And I'm like, oh my God, that was so easy. <laughs> it's it's yeah. never, I've never experienced that. That's um, so, so yeah. That, that's such a great example, Unique. And, and here's, you know, if I think the important part is there to create a menu right? Because if you only have one option, people won't say, well, hey, I know you do six months, but I, you also do 12 months or can we work mm-hmm. three months? Because they would just think that's the only way to work with you, mm-hmm. right? The same way as we go to a restaurant, we, we don't just order something off the menu, right? So it's really great to work on mm-hmm. that. And again, that can be done step by step. In the beginning, maybe just it's easy to keep one or two yeah. packages. But as your business grows, you can have a variety of packages, yeah. And that can be really useful. So you give people a menu yeah. of different ways of working with you. Yeah. Although I would, I would also say sometimes to have a single menu restaurant, like a single item restaurant can also be very powerful mm. because there, there is this, uh, this sausage um, place in Germany, obviously. Um, and <laughs> they, they just have, they have the varying degrees of how spicy the sausage is, uh, the currywurst, um, but it's called best washed in town. It's like the best sausage in town. And you go there, and you, there's only one thing that they sell. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe there's some others, but no, nobody cares what other things are on the menu if they even have one. I yeah. don't, don't remember because it doesn't matter. You know, if, if you have that one thing, you sell that one thing, you know? Um, and I think that can be very powerful when you say, this is how you work with me. And that do you want to work with me or not is the question. Mm. You know? And uh, I think personally, I think it's good to have flexibility and to have a menu, but I think people appreciate choice and it can be very powerful. But it can also be quite powerful to have that one thing. Yeah. But anyway, hey guys, uh, I've heard you a little alarm. Um, thank you, Sevesh, for, for the reminder. We tend to go on for, for ages and I think it's uh, it's important to have the, uh, some of this bite size um, so people can digest it and process it easier. So Asunta, I hope this was helpful to you and I hope this was helpful to, to others. Um, if you have other questions, do let me know. Um, if you uh, have different pricing systems or different way of come up with it, uh, I would love to hear about it in the comment or drop us an email. Um, be fantastic. Thank you guys. See you next time. Hey everybody. If you found this conversation helpful for you and your coaching practice, then there's a couple of ways that you can support the podcast and stay up to date with future episodes. Obviously, you can subscribe on here on YouTube if that's your jam. If you want to get it straight into your inbox, never miss an episode, uh, there's a link in the description to can sign up for our mailing list. You can uh, leave us a review or follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, come join us on Facebook. Um, we'll get the conversation going there. Uh, obviously, leave us a comment. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. 
And uh, any way you choose to do that, uh, tell a friend, whatever you want to do, we really appreciate it and we hope you get a lot out of it. So, see you next time.